to the Stalking Dead podcast. It's Trail Smith here with Rachel again. Uh, what's going on? How you doing? I am all riled up. I'm ready to talk your ear off. All right, so the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead has taken place. Uh, probably one of the most eventful, shocking um, episodes ever. It gave us their promise of the shocking moment that AMC was giving us. And that moment, of course, was Carl revealing that he was bitten by a walker. Um, I don't know where to really start. I guess we could start there. The episode was very Carl-centric. He was limping around, couldn't really spell out the words dad appropriately. I started to think something was up. He was sweating profusely. (laughs) Um, What did you think about the reveal that Carl is going to die? We assume. I I think he's going to die, but... First off, it's clear that Carl is not a favorite for me, but I have mad respect for Chandler Riggs and Carl as a character after last night's episode. That was awesome. He did such a good job. And now I understand why Carl is one, is Kirkman's favorite character. That was really epic. Um, you called it. You said... Last week on the podcast, I think I had come to terms with Carl's death <clears throat> just based on where the show was going, him being this voice of reason. I don't know if I like how they did it. I mean, he goes out to find Sadiq. That's how he got bitten. And then he's held on to this since then. Of course, the whole time element of The Walking Dead this season was weird. Maybe this entire season took place over the course of an hour. Um, so he got bitten and he's carrying this with him this entire time. And I think the showrunners, there's probably multiple reasons they did this. Chandler Riggs probably wants to move on with his life, as any 18-year-old <laughs> would. Um, also, they found a way to kill Carl without the revenge being on Rick's mind, per se, because it really isn't anybody's fault other than Carl's that Carl has been bitten. Um, but what do you think about that? Because they could have killed him another way. Could have been stabbed, could have been shot by Negan. Um, what did you think about the way that he was taken out? I, again... I like it. I like, uh, you know, the sort of character arc and how he came to terms with himself last night. And it was like he had one last hurrah. That scene that he had with Jeffrey Dean Morgan with Negan was just awesome. And he was throwing out a whole bunch of Easter eggs throughout that entire scene, basically saying he was already dying. So if you're going to kill someone, just kill me. I couldn't, I mean, I laughed out loud when Negan, you know, said, I thought we were having a moment there, Carl. That was good. <laughs> that was that pretty, was that was pretty epic. It also was interesting to me because Negan's this character that really has shown no emotion whatsoever. Just one note of kind of this car- you know, caricature of himself in the comic book. That was really the first time, in this episode it happened twice, in my opinion, where Carl really hit a nerve with him. And I think if you know Negan's backstory, that he was a gym teacher and, and see a psalm as a leader of young boys into men uh you get that but also when him and rick were fighting which was an awesome scene Negan it was the first time he really like frustrated like you know this guy he's like got me here you know um i still don't understand why rick just didn't get up and shoot Negan after he fell out of the window um so that there was that i mean what is the show run you know, Carl was the future. In the comic book, so many storylines revolve around him moving forward. Um, we're not going to get any of those. So what happens now? 
think you're asking a uh, very unimportant viewer, but... I'm asking people, I'm asking a question that everyone has that no one has the answer to. Right. I mean, every community is either destroyed or overruled, and you see this fire in Maggie's eyes, but you also see tears in her eyes, and she she's at a loss. You know, she's going to start using the captured saviors as bait, but who cares about them? They all think they're dead, and... Speaking of the captured saviors, what I find interesting is there's all these saviors that we're holding on to, you know. But poor Dwight, who has pretty much worked pretty hard to make up for the fact that he killed Denise. Sorry, Denise, most of us didn't care. Um, but they still can't give Dwight a pass. My man Dwight taking bullets in the arm, killing, shooting saviors on himself, shooting them, his, his former friends, if you will. And they still, Daryl still rips the vest off of them. I was okay with that. I was um, fine with it. But Terrell also put a bullet in his. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a matter of trust. They've they've got they've all gotten caught up in trusting the wrong people, and it's backfired on them several times. And they just they can't give all their trust away to him just quite yet. I was surprised when you made it to the Cornish episode. I was surprised at how many people didn't like the episode or were upset. I get being attached to Carl. You and I will admit that our attachment to Carl isn't as great as some people's. But so I but I do understand people not wanting this character who's from the first season to die. There's only so many of them left. But there are people who are just like, I'm done with this season. This has ruined the show. I found that this episode I, I actually it's one of my favorite episodes they've ever done. Um, I've heard people say it dragged at a certain point. Yeah, maybe they could edit out some of Carl looping around <laughs> the safe zone. Uh, I was thoroughly entertained. It had it all for me. Um, every bit of it, especially the sequence where Rick shows up, finally, fights Negan. So there's a moment there where I actually thought the shocking moment might be Rick killing Negan. He picks up the bat. Yep. My wife was furious that Rick just didn't hit him with the meaty part of the bat. But I really said, I thought, oh crap, Negan's going to die. And then, you know, Negan's getting the upper hand and I'm yelling, please get him, Rick. Then it switches from there to then I think Michelle's the one who's gonna die. There's this moment where she's at the safe zone by herself, and I'm like, "They're gonna kill Michelle." She loses it, man. They she had goes me, crazy. Man. They had me on the edge of my seat, and then that moment where Rick's walking through the sewer and no one can really look at him. You know, um, obviously we confirmed that my favorite character Judith is still alive, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's Sadiq. And Carl reveals the plight. What do you think is going up through Rick's head? I mean, he didn't know about the sewer thing, so I'm sure they had to bring him into the sewer. <laughs> that scene stands out to me as one of the best scenes of the entire series. From a videographer's standpoint, seeing as that's how I spend my career, <laughs> it was it was outstanding. You knew that at the end of that tunnel something heartbreaking was going to be waiting for Rick. Because like you said, no one looked him in the eyes. And then Tara finally did, and Tara's holding back tears. She looks like she just lost Denise again. And As we know, when you know Norman Reedus cries, and Daryl cries, oh, and the world cries. Daryl and Judith! I know, you're just like, Daryl oh, and I mean, oh. I, think, I think people are being short-sighted that hated the episode, in my opinion, because it Carl's death 
quick and at some point you have to read the comic book behind this isn't this is a TV show and to be honest there is a big chunk of the of people who watch this show that do not read the comic book me so you could put that aside of how important Colin is in the comic book it's a different entity most people have already read every single page of the comic some stuff you probably won't even get to Carl's death, if you think about it, really is the spark that ignites everything. It, it cures Daryl and Rick's feud. I can tell you right now that they're not going to be worried about fight. Daryl's basically going to be like, dude, yeah, I'm with you. Like, that was, you know, my, my nephew. That's <laughs> a good oh, point. Uh, everyone, you know, it, it gets, we don't care about Daryl driving the truck in there anymore. All that stuff gets put aside. Let's get back to being together. Um, now, there were some plot holes. For the life of me, please just tell us how they got out of the sanctuary. The whole freaking season so far has been based on this. Do they actually just not have an explanation for this? Just, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene helped us. It's Eugene. Like, no, can you just tell us? What are we doing here? That was frustrating me. I also want to get your take on, okay, this whole Aaron and Mead Oceanside thing. Did anyone think that was, could that have not waited for like another episode? What was the point? And it was such a huge thing that happened. She killed the grandmother of these Oceanside, and he just did it like that. See you guys later. You're not going to be in the rest of the episode. Don't care about you anymore. <laughs> I, that, that, that was a little off note to me. I know they were jumping around. Like, I thought when they brought Eugene in the fold, that actually fit really well. The Oceanside thing was beyond me. I had no idea what, what was going on, why that even had to be in there. Other than that, you know... There, like I said, there were some holes and things that they haven't filled in. We still don't know about the helicopter. The future <laughs> Rick storyline of the old man Rick still is not making any sense. Uh, but I, I'm thoroughly with this was a great episode. This was great in all angles to me. I uh, agree. I was, you know, Like I said, if you go on social media, you can see people just, the range of reactions. There's people like us who are like, this is one of the greatest episodes. It goes all the way to, I'm done with this show. Because Carl's dead now. Or he will die. That's the other thing, too. I kind of wish you know, maybe they would have killed him. Obviously, we know this emotional pull of force is coming <laughs> with this season three. What's he going to be lying in a bed like Bob? Or what's gonna... No. <laughs> He's going to say their goodbye. Well, my thing is that if you have paid attention to this show at all, you knew Carl's death was imminent. He was the voice of reason this season, and anyone, we've said this before, anyone who is the voice of reason, they're going by. That's it. They're dying. It's just a pattern, and it was his turn, and I mean, we even called Carl being the epic death of the mid-season finale, but I think the way they did it where, like you said, it was no no one's fault but his own was just... The part that really won me over. I mean, you can't cut this kid's side out and have him survive, so... You think? Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I did have a comment on one of the stories I wrote that was explaining the science of you can't get bitten from your shirt and die. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. It was very similar, actually, to me, to Andrea's death mm-hmm. and the way it was shot and sort of this acceptance of, hey, I made some mistakes, I accept this, it's over. And obviously, you know, does uh, Andrea shoot herself? I believe so. I think Michelle was next to her. Andrea shoots herself in the head back then uh, when she died, I think. I thought she she was trapped in a room. She was. She gets bitten. Then Rick and company show up and they see that she's been bitten. 
she kind of dies right there in front of him. Now, Andrea was a lot more annoying at that point sure. than Carl was now. Sure. Um, but it was this acceptance, and, and you're right, you could see it coming. It was also the idea that Judith isn't alive in the comic. Maybe they're transitioning into Judith being, I don't know, she's got so much hair. <laughs> That's, hair that's the only thing. That's the only thing that's changed. Maggie still doesn't look pregnant. I mean. <laughs> uh, you know, there's so much to take in. We haven't even touched on the kingdom. Um, does, does every savior have to have a monologue before they kill someone? That's my question. I don't even know the savior at the kingdom's name. I believe it's Gavin. Who cares? <laughs> He's on the walkie. As if there were that many people that couldn't just hear him yelling. Who cares? <laughs> um. I did like the twist there because, again, there's another there's a moment there where I thought Ezekiel was going to die. Then you see Morgan sort of creeping in. And Your favorite guy. Ezekiel's savior, obviously. We can just assume that's going to happen. Um, no, it was terrifying was bald Ezekiel in the Talking Dead after show. Oh. <laughs> this guy is like <laughs> mountain of dreads on his head in this right. whole series. And all of a sudden, wait, who is that? <laughs> You know, I watched the first couple of minutes of The Talking Dead, and Kari Payton said the best thing. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, you got it. He said the best thing that I think I could have ever heard regarding the scene with Carl and Megan. How no one really respected Carl. You know, Carl would go outside and they'd be like, go back inside, Carl. Like, don't get involved, blah, blah, blah. I mean, even if pull off his grandmaster plan. Everyone was like a little bit hesitant to let him take the reins, but Negan was actually hearing him out. And you know, Negan never really grew up. Carl did. And Negan showed respect for that. And it was something that I think Carl took advantage of because he wasn't really shown that at all. So mad props to King Ezekiel and the Talking Dead. Right. You know, I don't... I don't want to bash the Talking Dead because I think it's a nice fan form and outlet. I stopped watching it at a certain point. Occasionally, it's funny. I think you'll have a funny. I like Yvette Nicole Brown, Cuban native. Um, I like um, they had JD Smooth on once. <laughs> he was hilarious. But you know, the producers is kind of like inside trading. Anytime Gimple's on there and sort of giving his feedback and stuff and telling us how college story still needs to be told. And yeah, we get it. It's going to be tears for everyone. Yeah. This, you know, oh, he did say that. Yeah, mid-season for me, like, we get it. We get it. Okay, you didn't kill him, and right. now you're going to milk it for another episode. That's right. fine. Um, but the whole Carl thing that showed me when he was talking to me is like, Megan's such an idiot. Like, it's just, like, Megan talks about people being the currency. Like, it's all about, what pe- all about people. I don't really understand what they were doing Blowing up the safe zone, that's all well and good. What is the point of all this for you now, Negan? Because it was, we're going to have these communities produce. Well, okay, the kingdom thing backfired. The Alexander thing backfired because all the people escaped. Maggie, they think, is on board with them, but basically they let her go. And now it's, she's leaving the 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 uh, box with Neil in it. Also, RIP one-line Neil. <laughs> Just yeah. like one-line of dialogue. What was it, Dan Straight? <laughs> I thought Simon shot Jesus for a second. So did I, and I was like, well, that's still not a major death, but all right, I'll take it, because I'm not a fan of him either. You know, it's funny to watch this with my wife. Like, she just, I think she wasn't paying attention when Neil gave his one line, so it literally took me about a half hour after the show to explain to her who Neil was. (laughs) She's like, 
well, what's in the box? And it I'm wasn't like, even a line. It was two words. It's like, what's in the box? My like, Neo. She's like, who the hell is Neo? I go, the guy who's sitting in the back seat. She's like, wait, there was a guy in the back seat? Uh, he's in third. Also, only 38 people at the hilltop? What? Damn. Like, she wrote on the box, there's 38 on this left. I'm like, that's it? She's not counting the saviors that they have. Uh-oh. Gregory. Why does Gregory call her Margaret? Because Gregory is a family name. Um, Sorry, we got super off track from the kingdom and Morgan. We did. We did get off track from the kingdom where... No, I mean, it, it wasn't a huge thing. Like, Ezekiel's kind of hiding, then he blows up, you know, the explosion that uh, apparently the, the woman uh, is, like, kick-ass. She just knocks out, like, Gavin. <laughs> um, but that line where Ezekiel tells Carol, save them like you saved me, he's mm-hmm. clearly trying to sacrifice himself. Um so I'm, I'm assuming the Savior's plan appears to be capture Rick, Ezekiel, potentially Maggie, cut their heads off, put them on stakes in front of the, uh, or, you know, have them be walkers in front of the sanctuary. Game of Thrones, cough, cough, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I guess it makes sense. <laughs> like, there's very few people who would sprout up as leaders. Like, if you kill the head, the body will die, like a snake. Um, like, who would rise up? I, I It's a little bit of a cluster, but... I like the fact that it looks like getting to an ending is going to be mm-hmm. bloody out. I think in the trailer where Rick has the the walkie-talkie oh, yeah. and Megan's like, what's the next move, Rick? With this album? He's like, you are. I'm like, yes, please. I want the yeah. moment where yeah. Rick kills Negan. Does Negan have to die? That's my question. Carl's, let's point this out too. Yes. Game changer. Carl's dead. Anyone can die except Rick now, right? I know, look at, that's not, we're not going yes. to talk about Daryl. Yes, okay. anyone can die. I'm saying in the sense of, any, no one's safe now except Rick, right? Now that Carl you is think? dead. What well, I can't kill him, man. Come on, that's what, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Then we're just watching Ride with Norman Reedus. That's just what the show has become. <laughs> Daryl's on its motorcycle. That's the spoiler that Ride with Norman Reedus is actually the spinoff yeah. of The Walking Dead. Yes, I think Negan can die. I think if he doesn't die... That's when I will be pissed. I think that it has to happen. I agree. You're at a point where, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be clear about this, I want it to happen within the next eight episodes. I don't need Negan in a season nine. I don't want Negan in a season nine. There's nothing Negan can do to make me want him to see season nine. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm good. Plus, I'm assuming they blew up that prison that, Morgan built that Negan sits in the comic book. If anyone reads the comic book, they basically blew up everything at the uh, Alexandria Safe Zone. So the cell that Morgan built that we all thought would eventually house Negan. Mm. I think Rick slits Negan's throat in the season eight finale. God willing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a major conflict for two seasons now. Did they feel... It's when you go back and you're like, wait... Negan killed Abraham Lincoln at the beginning of season seven. Mm-hmm. You're almost like, damn, it feels forever ago. Because right. it's this endless cycle right. of Negan tormenting Rick's group. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Junkyard Game, which uh, lasted about, their alliance with Rick lasted about three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Where Jerry and Carl roll in with the Oh, hero. Jerry. That was a hard scene. I would, if they would have. Everybody loves Jerry. That would have been a They call him Jerry Bear, yeah. I think. Um, did he just go back with Maggie? I think it made Blake and miss that. Did they keep him? I'm going to go with Simon Hapkins. Okay. 
Well, maybe Jerry's inside there. We don't maybe. know. Maybe. Maybe. It almost goes back to, you know, I'm not, it looks like Denigo's going to unite at the hilltop now because it's the only community left standing. Right. Um, so, have you seen the end of the junkyard people? No. No, I mean, she's got a skull thread. Who That's doesn't right. want to see that? I thought it was interesting <laughs> this article that did a side-by-side with Rick uh, at the junkyard fighting Ned Walker. And then going back to the first episode, apparently Rick's wearing the same underwear. <laughs> I mean, the first episode of the show, like in the hospital. <laughs> come on, man! You haven't found any new undies. Either that, or this in this world, they only make like hospital blue underwear that people <laughs> can wear. Where do you think this ocean side thing is going with the need and Aaron, two characters that aren't really major, but apparently, I uh, think are, they'll help. I do. That's a lot. There's a lot of like moving parts here. Mm-hmm. Just these babies. Like, where's Gracie? Where are huh. these kids? Negan made reference to that as well. To the baby, right? You know, it's been a good half season. I, I've enjoyed it. There have been some dead periods in there. I think if one thing that they did in this mid season finale was give everyone a proper. Say everyone, I'm trying to make sure in my head they're giving it, but everyone seems to have evolved. I thought it's a smart move with Eugene. Mm-hmm. Did that pretty well. I was actually surprised. Mm-hmm. Dwight even coming into the fold. Um, everybody kind of got a good story to lead off to, but I guess what I need help with here, and maybe you can help me. Why are people so mad at the Russian thing? It's a lot of hostility. Yeah. It's dragging on. And if they're bringing characters to an end or conflicts to an end, people are probably thinking, why am I still watching? What's to come? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, The Walking Dead has to do things to keep it interesting and then keep those viewers coming. But if the viewers are getting all pissed off about what the writers and producers are doing, then where do they go from here? Eight seasons is a long time. We've said this before. Yeah. You know, for a drama, um, I think, I'm not sure I can think that came close on cable is um, Game of Thrones is getting there, but um, Sons of Anarchy, I think, went seven. Oh, okay. Um, but that last season was, oh, that was really hard to watch. Um, somebody hit me with a theory, too, and I wanted to get your take on this before we started the podcast, um, that the theory is that the doctor at the sanctuary who escaped with Gabriel, he found out how to cure bites, and Gabriel actually was bitten, but this doctor's in the process of curing him, and now he's going to cure Carl. <laughs> that was the theory. Somebody oh, hit snap. Me. Man, Carl still has to die, no matter how well Chandler Riggs performed, he still has to die. That's over. I think we I think we need to accept the fact, lift him up, so Carl can find his other eye in heaven, um, pop it back into his. Head. I don't know about that fan theory. I appreciate it and I could see it happening, but I don't necessarily want it to be true. Does it come out of desperation? Maybe. Maybe people who really want Carl to live out. Yeah. Also, I think there's people who are like hating on Carl that are not like I can't believe they killed Carl. Right. Well, My question for you is. Do you actually think Eugene helped the saviors get out of the sanctuary? 
Yeah, I mean, when we left off, it was interesting to take with Eugene, because we only get, like, this five-minute scene with him, and he lets Gabriel and the doctor go, but he's in Negan's presence, and he tells him, I'm going to give you bullets, I'm going to give you uh, a way out, you know, because the truck technically did not get them out. They were trapped on another floor. The walkers were invading the basement. I don't really understand why they held on to that. Like, why didn't they just tell us how they got out? You know, especially since they made a point of, like, nagging people asking it. They're just trying to set up this conflict with Eugene. That's fine. But can you please explain it to us, the viewer, you know, so we can see what happened here? I, I really don't know. There's still the mystery of the helicopter. <laughs> I mean, there's things that the show does that frustrate me. They don't explain things fully in the end. Mm-hmm. And... That's a whole. Do I think Eugene helped them escape? Of course. What are Eugene's intentions, though? Because now he's all about eating to like give birth to Gwen and Melanie's baby, and I need to stop taking shots of wine in the right. middle of the night so I can sleep. Right. Yeah, get some NyQuil or something. Make it. <laughs> Make some, man. Um. So yeah, I think he helped them, but I feel like we can't understand why they haven't tell, told us how. You know, and, and that's a big mystery. Another thing you can look forward to as we look ahead to the second half is the second half of the season has to propel Morgan into Fear of the Walking Dead somehow. I really couldn't get, I mean, obviously Morgan doesn't even have a line in the midseason finale. I have no sense of how that's going to happen. So that's another thing that, to look for. The biggest thing I take away, though, like I said, is I'm just surprised at how polarizing that episode was. I, I guess when I watched it, I expect you was like, okay, great payoff, like, great episode. A lot of hostility. You know, uh, full disclosure, Chris, Chris Quinn, our editor at Cleveland.com, um, big Walking Dead fan, emailed me just how much he hated this season so far, uh, cited a Forbes article, the writer for Forbes is basically like, I'm not even going to recap this episode, I'm so angry at how ridiculous the show is. Shoot! I know, I wasn't expecting it. You and I messaged each other right after the episode. You're, I think you were all caps in your... <laughs> I was, I said I'm tweaking... <laughs> And threw in a couple swear words there. It was so good, though. Like, there's a shock if you're a comic book reader of they're killing this maybe the most important character in the comic, but it was so well done, you know? The bite. That last scene. Yes, you know, nature videography here. <laughs> Love the shot. And yeah, they could have, like, they, they had this whole Sadiq thing, and they just hide him out for this whole time, you know? Um, yeah, they could have added that in. There's a lot going on. Um, but, hey, I was, I was thrilled with this episode, and it did make me eager to see the mid-season premiere. I agree. February 2018. What we really need to know, and, you know, maybe before we do, maybe before we get to the premiere, I need to know what your mother thought of this episode. I need to know what my mother thought. Let's remind everyone that my mom cannot watch The Walking Dead on Sunday nights because she gets so anxious and riled up that she isn't able to sleep. Yeah, and I think we both agree this is a person who's the biggest fan of horror and zombie culture that we've met. Yes. <laughs> um, and she's afraid to, you know, she doesn't want to watch these shows at night. And then, so she's watching maybe now as we speak. <laughs> maybe. And just freaking out, just <laughs> wigging out about this huge turn of events. So I, I'll be interested in her take, but... Walking Dead, going strong, seven and a half seasons in. Um, that's it I got. I think, thank you for taking the time. Uh, you, you might not hear from Rachel for a while. She's going on to bigger and better things, but I appreciate you 
stopping by the podcast the last two weeks. I will take the next month or two to figure out a way to have Rachel still be on this podcast. <laughs> this is my goal. If okay, don't get time under the dumpster. <laughs> we can figure out a way. Yes, thanks for having me, Troy. It's been great. Thanks to everyone who's been listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll see you guys uh you hear from me before February. Guys, gear up for Walking Dead mid season premiere. Let's do it. <laughs>